Hello, friends. There's lots of interesting things coming up in the Stoic Coffee community, so make sure that you sign up for my newsletter on my website at stoic.coffee. You can also follow me on Twitter at stoiccoffee and on Instagram at stoic.coffee, and you can find my LinkedIn page by searching for Stoic Coffee Break on LinkedIn. Now, I also wanted to let you know that I'm starting a mastermind for tech entrepreneurs as the world of tech is accelerating, and I've had people reaching out to me for a group grounded in Stoic principles. I'll be your facilitator as we tackle some of the big questions in tech using the tools of Stoicism. I have a few spots left for senior tech entrepreneurs and decision makers to join me for a one-hour bi-weekly session. I'll be interviewing candidates to form a tight group for the first cohort of five people, plus myself. Now, if you're interested in joining this, please reach out to me at masterminds at stoic.coffee. Now, again, that's masterminds at stoic.coffee. Thanks again, and thank you so much for listening to the podcast, and I appreciate your support. Hello, friends. My name is Eric Cloward, and welcome to the Stoic Coffee Break. The Stoic Coffee Break is a weekly podcast where I take an aspect of Stoicism and do my best to break it down to its most important points and talk about how we can apply it in our daily lives. I share my experiences, both my failures and my successes, and hope that you can learn something from my experience, all within the space of a coffee break. This week's episode is called Blame and Responsibility. Robert Greene said, If change is forced upon you, you must resist the temptation to overreact or feel sorry for yourself. How often do you feel that life is unfair? That something that happened to you that you think shouldn't have happened to you? Maybe someone hurts you and you want them to fix it. Today I want to talk about blame and responsibility. One thing that we learn in Stoicism is that there are a lot of things that are outside of our control. In fact, most things are outside of our control, and we really struggle with this idea. We want life to make sense and to be predictable and, and usually to work out in our favor. The one problem this idea brings up, though, is that we assume that the world is fair, and there is actually a bias called the just world hypothesis. And basically, what this says is that because we think the world should be just and fair, we act like it is. And this causes a lot of issues because then we feel like the world should automatically fix things when they aren't fair, that there is some magical universal power that will right all the wrongs that are happening in our world. But the thing is, the universe is not just or fair, at least not what we might consider fair, and to pretend otherwise is to ignore reality. Now, this idea of a just world pops up in a lot of areas, and some are pretty clear, whereas others are a little more subtle. For example, when someone dies, we'll often hear that that they died too young or that it wasn't fair how they were taken. And I want to point out that why, why was it too young and why wasn't it fair? Is there some prescribed age or some prescribed way that we're supposed to die? When we think something is unfair, then what we're really saying is that we had some expectations and what actually happened was different than what we expected or what we wanted. Now, I think our desire for a just world is also part of why we enjoy revenge stories so much. So many of the stories and plays from the early Greeks and Romans are all about the villain getting their just desserts. I mean, how many Shakespearean tragedies revolve around the desire for revenge? And I admit it, I love a good revenge fantasy movie like John Wick, 
because it feels really good to see the hero take out the bad guys who deserve it. These all satiate our desire to see those punished for who we think deserve to be punished. Naval Ravikant said, You can change it, you can accept it, or you can leave it. What is not a good option is to sit around wishing you would change it, but not changing it. Wishing you would leave it, but not leaving it, and not accepting it. In our personal lives, there will be a lot of things that will happen to us that are definitely not our fault. We may get sick, or we may lose our job. Someone may break our heart when they end a relationship. Maybe we end up in an accident that leaves us crippled for the rest of our lives. These are all things that are not our fault. The blame for them may well lie outside of ourselves because we didn't have control over all the factors that led to any of these outcomes. We are not at fault or to blame, but it's our responsibility to do something about it. When we don't step up and take responsibility for the things that we can control, then we're victims. Now, when I talk about taking responsibility for things that happen to you, I don't mean that others should not be held accountable for the things that they do. If someone is to blame, do your best to hold them accountable. We all need to do our best to hold each other accountable for our actions. If somebody was driving while intoxicated and they crash into your car and injure you, then we should prosecute them and hold them accountable for their actions. If your business partner embezzles funds from your company, we should prosecute them as well. If there are systemic issues such as racism or misogyny that keep you from advancing in your career, those issues most definitely need to be addressed. Taking responsibility for fixing what is wrong does not mean that those who are to blame should not be held accountable. But with that said, you should not just sit around wallowing in your misery, being angry or depressed, and waiting for someone else to come and fix things. Don't expect other people to make your life whole again. Don't leave it on them to fix what is broken. When you do that, you're giving away your power and you're allowing yourself to become a victim. Do your best to hold them accountable while doing your best to improve your life and make the best of what you have. Another example of how we may not be to blame for something, but we need to take responsibility, is in the area of our society. So this last week I was chatting with a friend of mine about his efforts to bring awareness of the racist past of his city to help bring diversity and equity so that the minority population would feel more welcome. And in doing so, he has stirred up a lot of resistance from people who would rather that these issues just remain in the past. They don't want to talk about the experience Explicit racism that was part of his community's past. And many feel that it is not something that needs to be discussed because they personally are not racist. So bringing up the past is about things that they didn't do, so they're not at fault. And yes, it is true. They are not at fault. They personally did not do these things that happened in the past. But I believe that being part of a community is being responsible and doing my best to help right the wrongs of the past of that community. Because if I am not responsible, then who will be? Someone else? There's so many things in this world that are not our fault. But if things are going to change, they are our responsibility. Just as when we talked about personal responsibility, we need to understand there's also communal responsibility. And if we're not willing to step up and hold our community responsible for bad actions, then it allows bad things to happen that can be excused simply because there wasn't a person that could be held individually responsible. Marcus Aurelius said, Here's a good rule to remember in the future. When anything tempts you to feel bitter, not this is misfortune, but to bear this worthily is good fortune. 
So what can we do to be sure that we don't fall into this trap? I think foremost is to separate blame from responsibility. I think the hardest part is that we can get stuck on the idea that because someone is to blame for what happened, we also think they should fix it. And maybe they should fix it. But if we don't step up and do what we can do, then we stay stuck where we are, waiting for someone else to solve our problems. We become a victim. The second part is doing our best to be honest about our situation and the choices we have. We may not have a lot of choices, and we may not like those choices, but we always have a choice. We can always take some action to move ourselves forward. Our heart may be broken, but it's up to us to grieve and to work on healing. Our lives may be radically altered from a car accident, but we have a choice of how we're going to face our future. We're going to have to face these things anyway, so why not take ownership of our attitude and our mindset so that we can make the most of the choices that we do have? Things are going to happen to us in our lives that are unpleasant, uncomfortable, and are often just downright awful. I mean, that's just part of living. Sometimes it's just going to suck through no fault of our own. But we always have a choice to take responsibility for our own lives, even when somebody else is to blame. And that's the end of this week's Stoic Coffee Break. Be good to yourself, be good to others, and thanks for listening.